This is the Blue White Breakdown, the premier podcast for all things Penn State football. Talk about culture. It's something that should show up in every aspect of your program. It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. We close enough? Bob? Closer? I grew up in the Big Ten. I saw a lot of Woody versus Bo in the Ten. The good old days. War. The good old days. Those bad old days. And this was Cro-Magnon football at some of its worst. But it was fine with Michigan. Yeah. Because even though they didn't have a head coach, I'll call that a I'll call that a, a even, right? That's a draw. Yeah. Because on the other side, not, well, not the finest hour ahead. for James yeah. and his staff. There were some issues. There were some issues in every phase except for, really, I thought, special teams, the play calling, some of James' decisions on two-point tries. Manny's defense in the first half, yeah, they, 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 when you look at the stats, you know, it doesn't look awful. Michigan just basically said we're going to run the ball. They're in for 227 yards. Uh, Penn State's wide receiver group took yet another step back today against pretty good competition. They were a non-factor. I mean, oh, it, they were a factor. Yeah, they were they were a total negative factor because Penn State could do nothing yeah. down the field and didn't try. Yeah. I mean, they did nothing, not try down the field. Yeah, I mean, we I think Dave, you and I talked about it on the podcast. Would Penn State in the second half of this game ever make Michigan uncomfortable? The answer I thought was no. And, and they the, never they never put any pressure on them. Michigan just ran with it. One, one of my questions was Penn State's offensive line against Michigan's defensive front, they at least got a draw. I mean, they might have been the best unit on the field for Penn State in that they gave Penn State a chance to win. I think Sharon Moore, the the, the emergency head coach because of Jim Harbaugh not being here, actually sphinctered up like crazy. He was trying to lose the game. But Penn State was so inert. I I could say you could argue that he didn't think Penn State could. You could argue that. 32 consecutive runs in the second half. And they they knew it was almost like Kurt Ferentz back in 2004 taking the intentional safety. More talented Iowa team, essentially. Yeah, McCarthy was 7 of 8 for 60 yards. He hurt him more with his legs than he did with And I got to say, as good as Manny's defense has played this year, I thought one of the biggest parts of the game was they were terrible on third and long in the first half. And that led to two touchdowns, third yeah. and eight, third and 10, third and 11. And they ran it twice and essentially ran it the and third they time. And they were ready to blitz. They were looking it, for it. And two, two of those situations, Michigan was very well coached. Yeah. And McCarthy got him into a play which sealed the edge and ran over one side, then the other side. Yeah. And they couldn't deal with that. One was a 19-yard gain, I think, and the other one was a 44-yard gain. Yeah. But, but, but. To me, symptomatic of what's going on here. Yeah. Not the game, but a symptom of it were the two-point conversions, which were absolutely nonsensical. I mean nonsensical. First of all, the one in the in the second quarter, you're chasing points. You're chasing points when it's 14 to 9. Kick the point. You don't know what the score is going to be in the fourth quarter. There's no reason to try a two-point conversion. To make it a field goal game in the second quarter. That, that's idiocy. So if they make it, it's still a bad decision. But they outdid themselves later, Dave. The, the second one is absolute nonsense. You've got a nine-point game. Yeah. Kick the extra point. Keep your team alive. Keep your guys in it. And make it an eight-point game, one possession. Instead, they that going for two. And I asked James Franklin about it. 
he basically didn't answer the question yeah. at all. He's done that before with you. He, he, he tried to blame it on some sort of, well, points would be at a premium. <laughs> and he, he explained the first one, I guess he rationalized it. We thought points would be at a premium. We wanted to go for it any chance we got. Okay. The second one, that didn't explain it at all. You have to keep your team alive, yeah. and that didn't account for it. There's only two minutes left in the game. Yeah. You have to keep your team alive, kick the point, live to fight, and he acted like he answered it and just blew me off. That's symptomatic yeah. of, of a lot of things that are wrong with this program. Not only that, I would say, Dave, everything that you said I agree with. If you're going to go for two there, the two-point call must be brilliant, not a Three Stooges play you need where 11 <laughs> guys go that way, Drew's back I there with it, one guy. I think it was only six, Bob. <laughs> yeah. It okay. was, it was, it, it, I don't it, know what that it, was. It never looked like it had a chance. It almost was a give up, yeah. I thought, really. Uh, and Dave, just to go back to Penn State's wide out room in the passing game in general, they had 11 catches in the game total for 70 yards. Uh, yards after the catch on those 11 catches were 32 yards. Think yeah. about that. And, and this game was seven minutes to go. Yeah. I remember looking down 115 <laughs> yards passing combined yeah. for both sides. This was a game where Penn State, with no wideout group yeah. that can do anything, yeah. did give themselves a chance to win. The defense, yeah. in general, gave yeah. them a chance yeah. to win. Uh, Drew Aller, I don't know if you can see it from – he did, he again didn't have a good day, but he I don't know if you can see he it from TV. It he admitted it afterwards. You he can't he also, also can't see from TV that a lot of times there's just nobody open. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you got to give the credit to the running game for keeping them in the game. Uh, Katron Allen in particular, Nick Singleton actually had a pretty good yeah. running game. Yeah. Uh, they gave themselves a chance to win and then basically pissed it away. Dave, we talked about this too going into the year after last year. You know, really, in both in both games, Ohio State and Michigan, you could argue the circumstances now or never, right? Ohio State, not a great Ohio State team. They hold them to really – Ohio State scored late in the fourth quarter. They held them to like 13 points. No hardball at home. They held them to 17 points until the failed fourth – I mean, they held them to 17 and 13 points. And they, it didn't look like they were close to winning either game. Also, I heard some stuff down on here, some cat calls from the crowd. Yeah. Johnny McGonigal told me, because I was right. headed toward the Michigan locker room to talk yeah. to their players earlier, yeah. I guess got a little bit ugly. And I think people are fed up with James Franklin, man. This is this, sure. is, a, this is a threshold point in, in his, yeah. his tenure here. It's, 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 a, it's a big picture, Dave. You're looking about NIL, the transfer portal, all of it folds together. I mean, can you really ask people to support the NIL fund when they come out and watch this? I mean, it's, it's really hard. You might be talking about people transferring out. And also, I mean, that. I'm if, saying the transfer if, portal if, and also yeah. NIL donors. If, if, we know Drew Aller didn't have the greatest yeah. season. But how much is, of it is due to yeah. complete lack of a wideout crew yeah. and coaching? Uh, yeah. Would you be thinking about getting out? This, this is this is uh, he won't he'll bad. never admit it, but this is going to be. Uh, they're probably going to be ten and two, and it's a depressing ten and two. They might not be ten and two. <laughs> Rutgers is better than anyone knows, and and next week is definitely an emotional valley. Yeah. And Rutgers is going to be loaded for bear to win that game. I actually think Rutgers has a really good shot to win that game this year, and they've never had one before. And anyway, yep. uh, twenty-four to fifteen—is that what it was? Twenty-four to fifteen. Twenty-four it's to fifteen. Just, you, know, you also give Michigan credit for playing with two basically one hand tied behind its back, just going one-dimensional, and it was more than enough. They saw the landscape and acted appropriately. Yeah. yeah. So that's it from Beaver Stadium. We will see you 
next Rutgers week. from what must be a depressing landscape here against Rutgers. Until then, adios. This has been the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. <laughs>